Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mind Over Matter. This week we had Sam Katrara on. He's been a buddy of mine ever since around junior year of high school. We had calculus together. Um, a couple years ago I found out Sam uh, had a, suffered an injury. Uh, he tapped into it on the podcast. He told us he broke about six vertebrae in his spine. Um, and then about a month ago I found out <clears throat> he was running the Chicago Marathon. So I wanted to get him on the show kind of share his inspiration to you guys because he's inspired me to do quite a bit um thinking about running a marathon now so thanks sam <laughs> uh but yeah any of those people from uh the home of flossmore area Biko, james dodd all them you guys want to come on the show go ahead and hit me up more than happy to have you on hit the go to our website schedule it whatever we had to do we'll get it done um but yeah follow us on everything we got instagram tiktok youtube like subscribe if you guys are listening on Apple or Spotify, could you leave us a review? Review a review <laughs> uh, helps us get to the top when people search up Mind Over Matter. But without further ado, enjoy the episode and hope you guys have a good day. And we're live. Here we go. Big episode here again. Sam Katrara. Bucky, how we feeling? How you doing, big fella? Doing great, man. Thanks thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, very awesome. excited, man. Very excited. Well, me and Sam haven't talked in I don't know how long, but we'll get into it. Kev, how you doing? No, I'm fucking phenomenal, bro. How are yeah. you? Money, man. I'm feeling good. First day of school today. We back at it again. How'd that go, bro? Real man, quick. I got English. That stinks. <laughs> comp two uh and then i got psych psych's gonna be fun though uh, yeah psych should be fucking good for you yeah yeah no it's gonna be a fun one. it seems like the teacher actually cares uh but we'll get into all that because sam we'll uh we'll get it dive into your background here you went to homewood flossmore kind of just go into what you went into after that because i haven't talked to you since really <laughs> yeah uh yeah i went to homewood flossmore we were grinding out in uh, cal- calculus together. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, derivatives, man. Yeah, shout out Cassie Tool and Two in that corner. <laughs> Honestly, we that was the, that was the squad. That was the squad, and was I had it? a Miss Baker that went through. Yeah, I had a sister and brother that went through the same class, and I was oh. grinding out with them. So I'm <laughs> I'm still pretty hot on derivatives, but <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I'm a big derivative guy. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know by looking at you, man. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I went to I went to Wisconsin Madison for school after after high school. Got got my major in accounting and real estate, which was was good. Accounting <laughs> is is counting is a, a, accounting. You know, I like uh-huh. to say it's definitely a means of. Of, of, of living and a means of being able to, to live, but not the most enjoyable profession, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it pays the bills, right? Yeah. It pays the bills. Gets her done. Um, and, uh, you know, I started at a, a big, big four firm in Chicago, currently out near Wrigley field, even though I'm a Sox fan. Go Cubbies. It's kind of, it's kind of tough, but you know, I live with two other Sox fans, so yeah, we well, stay strong. Yeah, who are you living North with? Side. Actually, tap into that. Who's the, who are you went? Uh, B- 
Biko. Oh, Biko. We should have just throw him on here with you. I didn't know y'all lived together. I know. We'll get it. We'll get no, to that someday. I I think he's back in the burbs right now. Um, oh. but him, James Sheehan. Uh, I'm living with James. Yeah. Um, another big Homewood Flossmore name, and then uh, Ethan Kelly. If you know that name, Kelly. I know, yeah, guy. I remember Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got a wow. we got a great place, man. We we uh we call our place the stables. Oh. Uh, just a, it's just a great place for people to just rest and you know provide safety and shelter and get you know, back each up. Weekend, and we get... got a we got we got a new uh you know a new inmate that stays at our place kind of like an open door policy yeah. here yeah you guys do have yeah those are those are some big names in that home and flossmore area to be living in the same house that's a, a lot of fun yeah man i don't even know where to start accounting you said real estate how's real estate treating you did you dive into I that at all i don't i don't use it i don't i haven't utilized it yet which is unfortunate no why not What's i got a, I it's, got it's, a question bro Oh, send it. So you've graduated, right? From college? Yep. Yeah, so in 2020. I am like 15 credits away right now. So I like I feel pretty comfortable saying this. I'd like to get your opinion on it. I think that college is 100% a scam for 90% of majors. Anything that's not like nursing. Accounting accounting marketing. yeah like where you're what where you're learning a skill like yeah accounting marketing like that's all that's all great because you can have a job after that but like the people that are getting into you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to get a degree in fucking crazy shit yeah underwater well, basket weaving even like my brother he got in a, like we'll have him on and talk a little bit more about it but he got a finance degree and still having to pay for it you know and it's a it's a finance degree it costs them a little bit money, and the finance degree isn't making too much to make up how much college costs. It's like outweighing it so much yeah. almost. I mean, I'm sure Sam could talk about it. He went to Wisconsin. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think you invest in the experience and the ability to get that first job. Mm -hmm. I think that's – I think you learn like a baseline knowledge of the profession that you want to go into depending on that profession. But you do a lot of learning on the job. I think that's a factual it's a lot statement. Of, yeah, it's a lot of life experience you can't get at home too. So it's like where, it's, where it's else like can your you first go? time being on your own. Yeah, you know, it's like that first time where mom and dad aren't, you know, texting to come home for curfew at midnight or doing your laundry or making you food. I think that's like I think that's where I felt the most growth in terms of like me, like personal growth would just be like being on my own, being able to make my own decisions. Um, it's a huge thing. Cause, yeah, I, uh, I think that's a big step in your, in your life. You know? Yeah. You get, you get um, held back almost by, by your parents trying to, you know, get you to do what they want you to do and think what they, they want you to be successful. What they think is a successful, successful picture. And you all you can't define it yourself, so you need to step out the out the house, kind of start thinking on your own, start making your own decisions. And once you start doing that, you kind of get to mold mold who you actually are. You get to think on your own. That's why you see people going abroad and shit. 
I would like to do that. People are the worst. I would do it because it'd be fun as shit, dude. But like, yeah, I'm not gonna I like post go... about it and everything. I'm just gonna. Go oh yeah, and do no, it. I went. I got my degree from Oxford. As if I'm some fucking someone. Like oh, <laughs> that. That like go get out of here, man. But like, I I would definitely go to school in like Greece or something. Dude. That'd be such a blast. And I'm not saying those people are the worst. <laughs> I'm just like really jealous. I'm just really jealous of those people because I never got to do it. And then when they come back, that's all you hear about. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, damn, that sounds fun as hell. <laughs> I didn't shitty. get to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm like, still here in Wisconsin. <laughs> you remember when Michael freeze, comes freeze back? My from, ass off. Michael comes back from Jamaica, bro. He's got that yeah. dreadlock thing yeah. in his hair, bro. Yeah. With the steel drums. <laughs> Yeah, bro. That's how, that's everyone when they do an abroad fucking semester, dude. <laughs> now, uh, Sam, if you don't mind, would you tap into your injury? I didn't get to, and actually, this was one of the biggest things um, that kind of shocked my mind. Sam, Sam got injured a little bit ago, and I texted, I just swoped, swiped up on his story, just like we were still in high school, said some stupid shit. And then I clicked next on his story, and it was his injury, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, inside, dude, paralysis. I was like, I feel so, so bad. But at least this is the one dude I can trust to understand how bad I feel, you know? So, Sam, if you don't mind no, just, just tapping in. <laughs> how that Snapchat went is I posted a picture of the ceiling of the hospital that I was laying in early just on as many painkillers as possible. And I said, 2020 fucking sucks and this is like me after covid this is me after graduating and then oh whoop-de-doo i just broke my my fucking spine you know and that's that was like, like that was just kind of the icing on the cake it was you know that that and then trevor swipes up he's like dude like don't say that and i'm like trevor i just broke my back you know, like, I Ow, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> it, it sucks. Uh, Don't but say that. It, it was actually two years ago yesterday was wow. the date of, of the injury. So we've come a long way since then. It, time, I mean, time flies, no, no doubt about it. But um, actually going back, it, it was at a, it was at my buddy's lake house. Um, that I went to college with, and I'm actually going back there this weekend. Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that, but basically playing spike ball, you know, drinking beers with my college buddies, having a good old time. Uh, it was hot as, as it is in the summer, uh, was like after the game, lost the game, which I'm still kind of shitty about. If, if my buddies ever hear the story, I, I'm, I'm ready for the rematch this weekend. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lose. Uh, I'm not going to not again. <laughs> took off, started running, ran, ran down the dock, jumped straight up, <clears throat> and like dove in. I kind of did like a kind of like a, mm. you know, a roller coaster dive there, landed right on my head, heard like a crunch. And when I stood up, I realized that the water was three and a half feet deep. Um, it had actually been a really dry summer that year, and the, the water was extraordinarily low. And so I couldn't breathe. So you just nosedived into about three feet of water. 
Yeah. Like with Mark. like, like a running start. Like I was, <laughs> I was, I was cruising down that, that dock. I was ready to. Heated because he lost. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I was drunk and I lost and I was pissed and I was hot. You know, what, what do you want me to do here? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. But you stood up. So, stood up, couldn't breathe. So I thought I like punctured a lung or like a rib. But I couldn't, like, stand up straight. I was able to stand, which was a really good sign. Um, and I needed help getting, up, like, up the ladder, sat down, like, realized, like, yeah, this is serious. Mm -hmm. And then what was not smart is that instead of calling, like, an ambulance, we drove to the nearest hospital. And I'm in the front seat like this. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Every bump we're hitting, like, I'm getting, like, yeah, yeah, like, up my back. You know, just, like, good lord. Like, we're drilling every pothole on the way there. Like, no big deal. So funny. Damn it. Get, get to the hospital, and they're like, yeah, you broke six vertebrae in your spine. Like, we're going to have to transfer you to, like, St. Paul, Minnesota for surgery. Um. And it was right during the heart of COVID. It was actually funny. Like, in order for me to get to that trip, I had just had COVID. And I was positive for, like, two months. Finally tested negative. I uh, was able to go to, to my buddy's place. Was actually going to go to Washington after the lake house as, like, a post-graduation weekend. I ended up breaking my back. I'm sitting in, uh, sitting in the hospital. Couldn't sleep, you know. Uh, still had sand all in my hair from the impact in the bottom of the lake, which they never, they never, rock. they never, they never bathed me. Oh, <laughs> nasty. By the Gross. Time I got out of the hospital. You're diving in the spike ball sand and shit too. Yeah. Ugh. But Ugh. Yeah, ended up getting two rods in my spine and 16 screws up oh. my back and about a zipper scar about, you know, foot long. Um, wild wild stuff and then Oof. on top of that before before the operation the anesthesiologist wouldn't put me like put me under because it turns out i was actually still positive from COVID 19. <laughs> it was a false negative so <laughs> i was in the waiting room for like before the surgery because he like refused to like come in and like put me under it was crazy so you were wow. just a hot mess then this whole time. Oh yeah. What's that going through your head stanky. the whole time, dude? Like you're sitting in the waiting know, room. Just like fuck this I hurts. Was, I was Ow. sweating. I yeah. was sweating. I was was just like, this is scary. You know, like the doctor barely saw it. Like when you I think it's part of their strategy, but when you see like a neurosurgeon that does like spinal injuries or neck injuries. Like, I feel like they don't give you much FaceTime. Yeah. And if you fuck up, you'll when I did him. get FaceTime, he was like, yeah, you know, everything, like we should be fine with the procedure, but like, you know, there's obviously something could go wrong and there's obviously a slight chance that you could go paralyzed from a procedure like this. And that's just like, not something you want to hear, yeah. you know, so pretty scary stuff, but. But you're not paralyzed now, then. And he oh, is currently fundraising for a marathon, isn't it, Sam? Yeah. Tap the into that tour. The comeback mm -hmm. tour. Tap into that. What's going on? Because Kevin hey, ran a marathon. Well, first, 
first off, hey, life motto, Ben don't break. <laughs> Literally, spine bent, but it did not break. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm running it October yeah. October ninth. Uh, it's a um, lot of miles. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever, did you, are you doing like an actual <laughs> course? Uh, well, it, the Chicago Marathon is like I don't know, like fifty thousand runners televised around the city of Chicago. The whole city just it comes together. I feel like for just it stepping. Is Chicago pretty flat? Like, there's not a lot of hills? Yeah, which is huge. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I ran um, the Nashville Marathon back in 2019. And because Nashville is so, like, hilly, you really don't get many, like, people there. Like, it's mostly, like, like 10 guys that are, like, super fast. And then every, everyone else just kind of doing it because, like, they want to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Any any tips? Is is does the marathon start at mile twenty? Oh yeah, no, that was my problem. Is I ran the first one or the first half like super fast. Like I was at like a, I want to say I ran the first half in like an hour and thirty minutes, like just insanely quick for the terrain. <laughs> and then my my second one, bro, like I was going down these hills, and I'm like, dude, this is not gonna happen. Like I knew I had to go back up. <laughs> but I had looked. I had looked at the course map online, and it was like, oh yeah, it's pretty flat for like the last six miles. Like I'll, I, I thought I'd be fine, right? And I'm going through, and I'm like, bro, where the fuck is this flat part at? Like this is <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> I'm going up. I'm going up the side Hell of bro. After it, Tennessee Hills, brother. Brother, it was like in fucking uh, Mammoth Cave, dude. That oh, long ass yeah. hill, dude. Just like that, bro. And I had just ran. You know, of course, twenty miles at that point. And I'm like, brother, what <laughs> you, the uh, fuck? Dude? You also trained at a hilly area. <laughs> I mean, what, what's going on over there? Yo, <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> you could have used like a laptop. Discord's on a laptop too. I know. Think that one through. All right, there we go. Exactly what the enemy would be expecting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, like I. I trained on a pretty hilly course, man, but, like, I don't think you can really train for, like, constant hills like that. Like, you're either going up or down a hill 80% of the time. So, I mean, for me, like, you got to find, like, your motivation. Like, my motivation was that I already paid for it. And, like, I'm not – like, literally, bro, I paid a, 130 bucks for this shit, stayed at a hotel overnight. You know, the valet there was, you know, fucking 40 bucks. So, like, I did not spend, Cheap you know – Literally, bro, I didn't spend fucking three hundred dollars to come out here and and not finish this shit. So, <laughs> what's your motivation, would... Sam? Yeah, yeah. What you got? Well, first off, that first half marathon pace that you did one thirty—that's like a seven fifteen minute mile. That's gas, dude. That's, I was that's some smoke, lying, bro. <laughs> that, that I was some smoke. I got that was moving. It was, it was like the seven, adrenaline, bro. Mile. Like. Because I would always run by myself, dude. But, like, I'm out here running with all these fucking fast people. There's, like, music. And people are cheering you on. Like, I felt good, dude. Until I got to the second half. You're like, oh, no. But, what have I done? I've oh been running seven-minute miles the past. I'm like, this is a stupid oh, no. idea. I want, Yeah, I want to say my second one was, like, two hours and, like, 20 minutes. I finished a hair over four hours. It was, like, 401. But... I mean, you could do the math. Yeah, it's fucking. The second one was a lot slower than the first one, dude. Yeah, almost a whole hour. 
Dude, well, because I didn't even run the <laughs> whole last shit. one. Like the last, the last fucking half I did, Just I like... was like walking a good bit of it, dude. Like you are so exhausted. Like everything on you is like chafing. That, uh, my... What is it? The um, airborne shuffle? Chafing is bad. Yeah, bro. Like chafing. My headphones had died. Like, you know, half an hour ago. <laughs> like at the end, like six <laughs> miles. Headphones go out. Bro, at the end, six miles, like, there's not many people, like, next to you. Like, at, at yeah. that point, you've pretty much found, like, your place. So you're more or less by yourself. And then, like, I get to this, like, the little water station, right? And I go to take a drink, and they got fucking pickle juice. And I I, I hate pickles. Like, I, I, I hate them. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> like, if all pickles were eradicated from the earth, I'd be thumbs up to you. And so I take a swig of this shit, and I'm like, oh, my God. Now I'm going to die. Like, literally, bro. And, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the water one is fucking 100 feet that way. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Another. Crawling to it. Just kick me in the nuts, man. I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, you you want water? You better pay for it. Because in Nashville, like, it goes up this hill and then around this lake. And so, like, I just came up this hill. Freaking gassed and like, on top of that, I'm drinking the Devil's Liquid. I'm like, dude, this is so fucking terrible. Like, Devil's Liquid. I don't know who the hell I pissed off. But, but yes. Yeah, oh Sam, my god, dude. Sam, I'm what, sorry. What, I'm sorry. Dude. What was your? What you was dive your in the lake and start drinking lake water at that point? Goddamn, no, dude, I fucking no, like. I think uh, he came back to work the next day and he's like, bro, I got to the end and his girlfriend or his wife parked. <laughs> parked like a mile and a half away too so oh, we had to yeah, walk to it. <laughs> it was a mess bro she fucking parked in like <laughs> yeah in like far west nashville and we stopped oh, where man. the titans play i'm like oh <sighs> my just so funny but but yeah, yeah. sam let's tap into uh your your motivation to uh to do the what's what got you to start the marathon what you know, like I should yeah like why why running and not like like cross for like weightlifting yeah uh, to be honest, like Bernie's sister convinced Bernie to run the marathon and then Bernie convinced me to run the marathon. Bro, That's you should I just do like, it. <laughs> yeah. And the funny yeah. thing is he, he dropped out of training for it. Oh, that uh, fucker. So it just kind of left me to train by myself, but I've done like three half marathon or I've done four half marathons now. So like, like I, I, I do enjoy running. And the reason why I enjoy it is because it's such an easy, I feel like it's an easy exercise to like track, to always continue to push yourself. And there's always room for improvement. Like, I feel like when you lift, you make great gains when you first start out and then you like hit a plateau and that plateau is so hard to overcome. I feel like running is like an exercise for me that just like is always like is always like calling me to like push myself and like be better or like go farther and it's such an easy one to like track and like see progression results there's something primitive about it like men has been running since the dawn of man you couldn't get your food unless you ran bro no, you literally, literally you couldn't had to. eat unless you were on foot hauling ass. How many miles a week then are you putting in roundabout? Um, 
we'll take this this week for for example uh probably like 25 miles Oof. you might have to bump that number up brother yeah i know we're we're getting closer <laughs> to the deadline but you know i'm i'm following like a program as, as oh, best okay. i can as best i can <laughs> i did 15 mi- i did 15 miles last sunday that was the most running i've ever done and then i'll probably do 18 next sunday should How be did you feel well. on the 15? Uh, to be honest, I didn't yeah. like eat while I ran, but I felt great, to be honest. Yeah. I just needed a little snack. I would have been good to keep going. I ran faster than I like have been training for, so that, that felt good. And I'm, I'm nowhere near like the seven-minute mile. I'm trying to just beat four is my goal. Four, four hours. Uh, so it's around like a nine minute yeah. mile pace. Yeah, that's still hard. It averages, yeah. <laughs> that's still hard as hell. It's such a good ways too. How, and how tall are you, roundabout? I'm six three. Oh, you're fucked, dude. Why? Tall people. Tall people are not good runners, dude. It's you like know, dot dot is a runner's. He's not Who fast, but he could haul ass. Dot. Uh, and Matt, Moss. Matt Moss. Shout out to Matt Moss. Uh, yeah, I he mean, like, he's a runner and he's like six three. For like, what's he run though? Like, is he, is he, he a, a sprinter? No, he did a marathon. No. Like, like, yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's it I would be a lot easier. Yeah, he, he that dude's like six five. That dude's huge. No, he's I mean like for dis- for distance running, dude, like. I've heard What's like that? five six to five eight is where you want to be if you. I mean, but you're not like really trying to go like fast fast though. But you're just trying to finish. It's, it's completion. It's all about yeah. completion for me. Get her done. You gonna run another one after that, or probably not. I probably won't run for the next calendar year after <laughs> after that date. <laughs> That's what I did, bro. I ran this marathon yeah. and like got asthma fucking like right after. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a natural. It's yeah, a look alive. Good... Yeah, t- yeah. Put that one in your in your notebook, bro. Yeah, look no, alive I, for I, asthma. Dude. Got my inhaler right here, bro. <laughs> it's a it's a good thing to say that you did and to like set out and accomplish something. Like I yeah. like not a lot of people have done that. I'm probably gonna uh, yeah. I, I, after the talk, I, I'm probably gonna end up having to look into this. You you could like, do it. Gonna, uh, I can do it. I just gotta do it. You know. Yeah. It's a life resume item. Yeah, you put it on sure. your life resume. Yeah, it's a bucket list you did one, one for sure. Yeah, especially now where everyone's all fat and shit. Like, how many people could run a mile, let alone twenty six? You know, twenty six is far. You, it's hard, yeah. bro. I don't even want to drive that far, let alone run that shit. Dude. It's hard to far. it's hard to fathom how far it is until like you do it. Like you'll see when you run it, dude. It's like. Oh my god! I still <laughs> got to go f- fucking eight miles. Like this is retarded. Why? Do, why does anyone do this shit? But then you're like, wait a minute! I spent three hundred dollars on this. Yeah, and then when I got, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. spent three hundred and I fundraised seventeen fifty. Wow! Which is oh yeah, That's you another. Now. I think another added motivation. I wasn't so like when you do the Chicago Marathon, you have to apply for it, and it's like one of the biggest races in in the world to be honest and i didn't get accepted 
my application got denied, but there's, you're able to like join it alternatively through a fundraiser. So I did a fundraiser, but the contingent is that you have to fundraise 1750 for it, or you cover the difference to be able to run it. Oh, so, oh my God. And you hit it. No, not yet. We're oh. still working on it. <laughs> Wait, we'll so, put that link, link down below. Yeah, yeah link no, below. Link, no. That link will be to... there. So if you hit a thousand bucks, you're on the hook for seven hundred more. Shit. Yep. Fuck me. Dude. All right, what Chicago are you at? That nice. What are you at, and how long we got? Uh, we're at ten twenty, and we okay. have till October 9th. All right. All right, hey, Pete, I'm gonna count. Let's I'm gonna count. I'm gonna count. I crunch the numbers every day. Don't worry about that. I got a plan. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. I got a plan. <laughs> I got the Excel spreadsheets going. I'm tracking. You know, the man's an accounting major. He knows what he's doing. Come on, I act like it. <laughs> Accounts for jobs more buzzwords than you'd ever imagine. Yeah. So, uh, how how is accounting in the, in the real world? You're doing that now, right? What do you what do you do on a day to day? Uh well, a lot of my job is so I'm an auditor. You motherfucker. So this motherfucker, dude. You work you work with people that don't really like you. Because our job is <laughs> Do you work for the IRS? <laughs> he just disconnects. No, no, no. <laughs> no, like we provide like a third party independent opinion on like how these like the biggest companies in the world like mcdonald's amazon we make sure that their financials are like oh, accurate man. so how do you feel about uh the 80 what 87 000 just hired or whatever the irs workers just hired does that help you at all i don't know what that helps I don't know who that's helping. Yeah, they ain't helping anyone under what is it, 150k a year, 75k a year. If you're not a politician, it ain't helping. Yeah, that's as simple as it is. Man, yeah, we basically just like look at their financials and like do some testing and making sure they're properly uh, accounting for transactions in their business not scheming and then i'll yeah ultimately just ensure that they're not committing fraud or is there a way to transfer your skills into your own private business or something like be your own boss oh definitely uh, okay, okay. Definitely. You, you you're looking into this so you like that or you'd rather well, my dad kind of does that uh, yeah i don't know your family too well actually what does your dad do my dad's uh he owns a, an accounting firm, but they they do just about, you know, they do advisory, they do tax accounting, they do auditing like me, um, and then they also provide, like, bookkeeping services as well. So yeah. there's definitely, there's definitely uh, a market for... But you don't, you don't... For, for crunching numbers. Yeah, you don't, you don't but, like it? You don't like it? I think I'm not ready for it. In terms of just like my dad works with his family, so like his brothers and sisters, I'd say the average age at the company is like 50, Oof. 45. So, no, I'd say I'm not ready, quite ready for that yet. <laughs> I'd prefer to work with, 
with younger people right now and get good training. And then, you know, if my destiny is to go to the family business, then, you know, that's where. Yeah. Why, uh, why haven't you started there? Cause I'm 24. Oh, you're that's saying, Oh, your dad's thing. company is. Yeah. My, my oh, okay. What's your company now that you work for? What's that? Oh, it's called Ernst and Young. Yeah. What they're, they're, uh, like your co-workers we have 300,000 employees oh around the world and uh i'd say the average age is around 26 27 at the firm is this a remote job you've been doing it from home i split a uh, couple days the classic uh, in there oh so you know you guys are remote virtual or no hybrid no no there. i got I just got into school and I go to school one day a week because it's hybrid. It's actually online. But if you don't go to school the one day, you're fucked. But then there's also people that like actually work at home and just just scheme their way through life because they don't do anything. Like I was playing video games with someone who said he was clocked in. <laughs> like this is ridiculous, America. What are we doing? Oh, they don't fucking know, dude. Like, yeah. Scheming, bro. The work from home is bad. Bad idea. If I worked from home, bro, I wouldn't do a damn thing. <laughs> you know what I'd do? I'd tell you exactly what I'd do. I'd have like five jobs at the same time. I wouldn't do anything for any of them. It'd probably be <laughs> at least a month. It'd probably be around a month before they fire me, right? But by then, I'd have five more jobs. I'd just keep keep five jobbing it, bro. Collecting one paycheck from this company and they fire <laughs> me. Not, not doing anything, dude. I was t- dude, tell me, tell me the drug screens, <laughs> all that shit. It. That would be so irritating to go through. That plan is so flawed. <laughs> dude, uh, dude, dude, going from remote, one, dude. going from no, you still have to get interviewed and shit. On the phone, I'm talking like they're based out of like California, New York, bro. Mm, yeah. I'm telling you, it could Scheming, work. It bro. could work. Bro. You watch Sam. You watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I do not. I've seen no. a couple episodes, but nah. No, I mean, look I, at not not enough. Damn. Look uh, at the labor market right now, bro. You mean to tell me they'd fire you within the month? Like, I find that hard to believe. No. Like, no. you can't get people anywhere, dude. Every Everywhere is having a shortage of everywhere people. Hurting. I was actually going to bring that up, too, because uh, we talk about how inflation, like, that's become the bigger. Me and Kevin have talked about it. Inflation has come like the bigger problem. So we talk about that more instead of actual the, the divisive politics. Like, I, like, even when I was getting my haircut, this I actually thought about this during my haircut. The lady brought up, like, money instead of, like, anything else. Like, it's more of a topic now than ever. Sam, in Chicago, how is it? Uh, how is it in terms that, of that? That compared to the, 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 the wage, the average wage, like... <clears throat> Is it making y'all hurt up there? You know what I mean? Like, is it nearly... Are wages keeping up with inflation? Yeah. Uh, I'd say, short answer, it depends. Like, you're talking like hourly wages, salary employees, because, I mean, I feel like that definitely impacts the question. Salary. I'd say it's definitely... Yeah, I'd say salary. Move with the career paths. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd say salaries are at least at least in my industry and what I've seen el- elsewhere. I feel like salaries are keeping up with inflation. However, 
on the contrary, I also find it very hard to save each month due to increased prices, but I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't know. We need to run a little yeah, macroeconomic. Start, start, yeah, start uh, crunching some numbers. Yeah, get into them numbers, bro. <laughs> like, get the derivatives. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but um, when you were uh, – I'm going to bring it back to your injury. When you were like – so when you got injured, how how long were you inside? Like you you probably – you couldn't move, right? Like your back was hurting. You, how long were you stuck inside for? I was like, in how the long hospital were you, yeah. for five days. And then when um, you got out, did you have to like take take a break from almost everything? Because you, you know, what I I'm saying? Like, like I had like a a brace, a neck brace. Um, I couldn't do anything physical for three months after the injury. I couldn't sleep for like two and a half weeks. What after the injury? Because oh. like I'm a tummy sleeper, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, with that with the back injury, I mean, you only could lay on your your back, which is, I guess, kind of interesting. <laughs> Wait <laughs> a minute! I, I figured it'd be the opposite, bro. Yeah, you'd be surprised, but huh. I couldn't like move without just like really sharp pain, like pain that I've never—it's unfathomable pain, honestly. That was really tough. Like, sleep what got is you important. through it? What got you through it? <sighs> to be honest, like, other than like, you know, family support is huge. I was I was living at home, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone was around because it was still the summer before everyone started school up again. But to be honest, having something to look forward to in a week, um. I was supposed to be in this this twelve inch softball league uh, on on every Thursday, and obviously I, you know, my injury prevented me from playing in that. But I was able to like still go and be like the bookkeeper as well as the coach. They said this dude's an accountant. Let's put him on yeah, the yeah, yeah, on the yeah. scorecard. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> You know, I was I was keeping a clean book. The books were clean. <laughs> that shit better be spotless. Oh, it was it was electric. But <laughs> wait, Trevor, I see. Uh, I just saw Tim Dorsey and uh, Daniel Camara. Tim Dorsey. I remember Camara. I don't remember Tim Dorsey. Wait, like where? They're just right out my window. Oh, they just waved at me. Uh, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I They're remember right Kamara, I played I played baseball with him all growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Tim Dorsey though. How about that? I don't remember him either, dude. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but like I was saying, it was just having something to look forward to in a week to break up like my my day it was super monotonous. It was wake up, watch Game of Thrones all day, which is which is not bad. But like, my my biggest outlet in life is being able to like exercise and move around and be active. And when you can't do that, you got nothing but you and your thoughts. Yeah. Did Did you have any like spiritual kind of development when that happened? Uh, 
No, I would say no. And I think it was probably just due to like the pain. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ow. Like it, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of block out the pain and like really focus on your, your mind. But it, it, it I, it definitely challenged my mind. Like you, you get a lot of evil thoughts when you can't sleep and it's late at night and you're by yourself and hurting and hurting. Hurtin', um, bro. Hurtin'. Yeah. Apt analysis. Bro. But I feel like it, 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 I think it put a lot of things in perspective. Um, I feel like I came out stronger because of it, because I, I don't think I'll, well, knock on wood, I don't think I'll ever go through anything as challenging or, you know, painful than that, hopefully. Jeez, trying to be smarter. A, slip on a <laughs> banana when you're going to the shitter or something. Yeah. Going down mile 25, slipping <laughs> yeah. on a banana that someone had eaten. <laughs> do, 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 do. do like a cartwheel at the finish line and break your leg. <laughs> yeah. Again. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I only wanted to ask because, like, my wife's a, a nurse and she tells me, like, a lot of these people, when they get really injured, have, like, a, like not like an awakening, but, you know, they become a lot more spiritual, not, like, strictly in the religious sense, but more in, like, the, you know, there's a plan in the universe and, you know, this kind of, there there could be some good that comes out of this in the end. And I, I, I think that's one of those things you kind of have to like do, like it would be easy for you to say like, Oh, you know, I hurt my, my back and my shit's all fucked up and I'm in all this pain. And it's like, okay. I mean, that, that, that's a valid thing to be upset about, but like at, Oh no. And he's gone. Yeah. Give me like a three, two, one. We're back, baby. Yeah. So like, sorry about that. We had an issue, technical issue, but yeah, no, we're back. So, yeah, anyway, like, it would be really easy to kind of get hurt and just, like, sulk in it, like, oh, you know, there's nothing, like, what good could come out of that? And I think it's interesting to kind of point out, like, that's really not an option, you know? Like, they, having no hope and just being, like, all oh, this woe is me, it's like, okay, that it's a valid feeling to have, but, like, it's not productive. So was that like a conscious thing for you? Like you were like, oh, you know, I have to make something good out of this. Be honest. No. Um, <laughs> huh. I, I really just kind of wanted to, you know, come out of it stronger. Like I knew, like I just needed time. And here, one sec. Who's back there? Pico! No, that was James. Oh, James. It's, it's Trevor. What up, Trevor? What up, James? Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Be quiet. Be quiet. Yeah. So keep it down back there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the pod. So, so please, so please, please shut, it, shut, it, shut it back there. He's uh, doing his OnlyFans right now, bro. Yeah, leave him. <laughs> honestly like like I was saying I honestly wasn't I wasn't like expecting out of the ex anything out of the experience I the only thing 
that I had going through it, like when it was the pain was really bad, was just getting through it, getting through the pain, being able to sleep. I was trying to take things day at a day at a time. Um, I actually was talking to someone at the time too, like like uh, I was talking to a therapist, which you know I needed it because I was having those dark thoughts and I wanted to you know share that with someone that like had an objective view of my situation that knew me. And he was like, you should start, you know, journal writing, writing down like your everyday progress. That's what I did. I just started like tracking my days. Like what was I able to accomplish today? Was I able to just get up? You know, was I able to, you know, have a positive thought? You know, I was just trying to take it day by day. And what I got out of it, you know, was that I know how lucky I am. You know, I know how lucky I am to be able to be as physically able as I am today to be able to run a marathon. And I, I guess, impartially, I'm, I'm super grateful, but I wasn't going to take any, any day, any, you know, opportunity I have to like do the things that I love, um, in terms of just exercise, physical, you know, exertion, being able to, you know, push my body. Um, in like obviously a safe way oh yeah because with those spinal injuries like yeah i've seen videos like wrestlers especially like they'll do like some wrestling move like the slightest bit wrong and they're just dead like that's it Mm -hmm. are are you religious at all yeah i'm catholic yeah you grew up right across the street right oh yeah yeah went to catholic grade school was very involved at Wisconsin in our church community, which I got a lot out of. Like what do you? Are you still like a like a I guess practicing Catholic? I guess. Oh yeah, because that's one of those one of those faiths that like I see a lot of people like they don't like it because there's so many rules that that are you know come along with it. Yeah, and I think going to college where I went to a public Big Ten university, you know, you, I had to choose that faith for myself. Like, growing up, my parents brought me to church. But in college, I, I made the choice to go to, to church, to meet the people that are involved in the church and to get involved and, like, really push my, push my faith and challenge my faith. Um, to a point that I've never challenged it before. And it just, you know, God welcomed me with, with open arms. And that was like a super rewarding experience. Um, and you know, regardless of like, you know, what form of religion that you follow, it's kind of your relationship and like what you want, um, like how you communicate with God, how you go about your, your everyday, you know, like, is God with you every part of the day or is, you know, are you only asking God when you need him, you know, or is God living with you each day? And I feel like that's where the true, like growing in faith comes from. It's just like taking God with you every part of your day in the, in the good and the bad. Do you think that like young people could benefit from being more religious? Cause I've seen that, like, you know, they're not really. Yeah. It's definitely fallen off. Yeah. I, I would, I would say hundred percent. Um, you know, God teaches forgiveness. God 
God loves selflessly. Like God's there when you're lonely. Like all those things are really impacting kids these days is, is the loneliness, guilt, depression. Um, God doesn't judge you. People being judged. Um, People doesn't care about your social media output. You know, it's, it's, it's really special, you know, like I, I think, I think God would help out this next generation quite a bit. For someone, our target audience is for people, you know, depressed, down in the dumps, not moving out of the room, sitting at home, watching Game of Thrones, and maybe tapping on our uh, podcast, you know. Uh, so someone someone who's down in the dumps like that, doesn't believe in God, like I was one of them, um, what, what would you kind of say to them? You know what I mean? Like, what would what would you kind of not? I don't want to use the word convince because it's not it's a bad word to use in that in this kind of setting. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think your life journey is going to be however you want it to be, but. You know, if you get to a point where you're looking for something more um, in terms of like, if you've exhausted every option, God is ready to welcome you with open arms and he's ready to love you for who you are, no matter, you know, what you've done. And he's ready to forgive you. And you're ready to like learn a little bit more about what that love looks like. Then, you know, give it a shot because... It, it's it's super rewarding um, in that sense when you just feel God's love for the first time. Like I, I remember I, I honestly felt it the first time my freshman year of college and I was at a retreat and I, I had a big thing about Catholic faith is just going to like confession, confessing like your sins, things that have been weighing down on your heart. And I did that for the first time in a long time and I remember, you know, just talking to the priest and then just talk, like talking in my head by myself and just bawling, you know, just bawling tears, just like a weight off my shoulders, just lifted. And yeah. I was able to say like, you know, get a lot of shit off my head, like my, like off, like out of my head, um, which you know, we were talking earlier, like people struggle to, to, to open up, you know, and to be fully to open up and being fully vulnerable. Like, it takes a lot of idea. It takes a lot of courage. And that's why, like, you know, you could say it to someone or you could just say it to God and just offer it up to God and be like, God, like, I need you here. Like, I need help. Mm-hmm. And there's something comforting knowing that someone always is going to be listening and that person's God. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, just, just to to hear the benefits of someone who's experienced that I think goes a long way with people like, like with Trevor, like he wasn't religious at all. And like, I was already pretty religious. Right. But like the last thing I wanted to do is say like, Oh yeah, you got to convert. Like I, I hated that growing up. So it was like, Oh yeah, you have to do something. It's like, well, how do I, how do I communicate to him that this is going to benefit him without like forcing him to do it? And I was just kind of trying to, like, describe, like, 
you you can have problems and know that they're going to be fine. Like shit that used to bother me, like doesn't bother me because I know it was going to be fine. And and just a way to like express gratitude, I think also goes a long way. Like if something good happens, it's like easy to say, okay, you know, something good happens. But then like that, then what? Like we're not we're not really wired to receive something good and not want to say thank you. At least, at least most people that I know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you a thousand bucks and not expect it. Like I wouldn't expect thank you, but like you wouldn't get a thousand dollars from me and not want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's Naturally. just this. Yeah. yeah, it's like this this outlet for so many like like emotions, and I I would just draw back to the fact that like humans have been religious since the dawn of man. Like there's a reason that that people have had faith in something their entire life. It's just it makes life infinitely easier and more fulfilling and like it's 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 hard because like i i used to be a pretty a pretty vocal atheist like i i was like oh you know I, I'll, I'll tell you what i told tony bello bro it's hey, like yeah. when people would say grace yeah. i was baffled like it it to my 15 year old head it made no sense because like fuck god didn't cook me this ribeye like it didn't fall from the clouds. I made this. But like, you know, I was only 15 at the time. So I, of course, thought I knew everything. And I was like, well, what what evidence is there of God? Like, I can't look up to the sky and see a dude talking to me or anything. But then you kind of get older and you start to really appreciate kind of how, how fragile life can be. And it's like the subtle beauty. Like, I was talking with my wife's sister and she was like, well... Because one, one question I ask is like, if you believe in aliens how do you not believe in god because i would argue that there's an equal amount of evidence for both of those but she was like oh i believe in aliens but not god and we were walking out the walgreens and i seen the most brilliant sunset you ever seen in your life like it was all orange the cloud oh, like, man, it was, i saw one yesterday with marissa man dude breathtaking unbelievable breathtaking and i mm-hmm. said gabby you lean to look at that and tell me there's no god like come on dude mm-hmm. like you just you kind of just need to like change what you're looking for. Like God's not going to come open up these clouds and give you a high five, man. But look at, look at all the blessings you have and tell me that's all a coincidence. I find that hard to believe at all. What Trevor, what kind of got you? Yeah. To be like, okay. Yeah. He might be onto something. Here. What? That you were onto something. It'd be like, like, it, I was, don't it was like dumb shit was happening. Like whatever it was. It could be good or bad. I, I would text Kevin, no matter what, and it'd be and Kevin with his dumb. He'd say like, "That's the good Lord talking," or some yeah. dumb shit. And I'm like, "Dude, shut up, man! Like, you know I don't believe in this shit. You know I don't believe in this shit." But no matter what it was, it could be bad or good. Kevin, I got divorced. Good Lord ain't want you with her. I'm like, shut up, bro. And, and, and good thing too. Goddamn. Yeah, amen. Uh, but but yeah, bro, it was it, and then. Uh, I ended up hitting hitting lows. I'd get up to a high, hit another low, and the lows never seemed to. Um, the lows were go- getting better, but they weren't getting good enough for me. <laughs> like it, I would get into a week of of slump, and that week I'd know I was in a slump. But I'm so stuck up on whatever just happened, the small occasion, whatever it was, and I can't figure out what happened. Whether it was, I I like me and Kevin, we didn't die one time. We, the light turned green, so Kevin put in 
ready to go, almost got plowed by a fucking truck. Oh, but by we did like it. A but we didn't. So, it, <laughs> but we, but we did it. And it was Kevin's side. Kevin would have just ate in a truck. Like, oh, I'd have been. And Tommy uh, was in the back. He was yeah, on my side. No, it he would have been dead. Yeah. Ran a wet red light. The truck. Yeah. Yep. So we were making a, a left, and like I'm about to turn, and I just hear these screeching tires coming from my left. I'm like, what the fuck? This light's been you know green for like a minute, damn near. And I look, and there's this truck just plowing in our direction, bro. I'm like, because I'm I'm like in the intersection, like I can't get out the way. Like I, I all I could think of was like, let me brake so he's not hitting us. And so he somehow stopped like this fucking close to us dude and i'm thinking like if he was didn't break you know right that millisecond he'd have just creamed right into us bro like i i'd have been killed instantly yep. tommy also and trevor would have probably been a vegetable yep <laughs> but it's like it's shit like that and then i i wouldn't think about it but then i'd, I'd move to florida and kevin would bring it up and i'd be like what the fuck dude that was a couple months ago why'd you bring that up but it's something like you said. You got to be grateful for it. Like it's it's easy to brush it off and say it didn't happen. So what are you dwelling on, or what are you thinking about it still for? But something like that, you still got to look back and say, you know, there's really a reason I'm still here. There's really a reason I'm still kicking, and and the reason is there's for me there's reason look someone looking over my back saying, look, this is the place you need to go. Find a way to get there, and it's my job to find the way. He'll help me. He'll drop the clues here. He'll drop the clues there or whatever it is. Help me in the way. But in the end, it's still my – I have to be willing to receive those clues. If you're not ready to receive those clues, that's the one thing Big Big Steve Harvey said. Um, he wanted to buy a new car, came, kept home, coming home like every week he got paid to his mom, said, I want to buy a new car. I'm going to get a new car. She's like, I don't know why you want a new car. You got one right there. But it was on cinder blocks. And he kept coming home, kept coming home. And then after two months, his mom was finally saying, look, get that car out first, then get a car. So then he got the car towed that night. The next day, he got a new car. And that's what she said to him. He's like, God's not going to put something in front of you if you got nowhere to put it. There's nothing. To, if you can't place it anywhere, well, he's not going to just deliver the package to your doorstep to get fucked up in the weather. Down here in Florida, it's it's lightning and thunderstorms. <laughs> you know, So I got to be ready to receive that package when he's ready to give it to me. And like you said, you carry him. If you're if you're carrying him with you every day, good through bad, it's easier to see those things. It's easier to be grateful for those things, and it's easier to say, "Look, this is a bad thing that happened, but here I am." You know. Yeah, no, because my main point was that if we were meant to die that day, we would have died. That day. Yep. Like it would have been too easy for that dude to be looking at his phone right then and just killed all of us, right? Yeah. Because there's like we were. I mean. That was when I was just getting out too. So there was like a lot of uncertainty like in my life, you know, Trevor's life. Yeah, no, Tommy's that's what I was just sure. going to dive into too. It's like you the uncertainty is important too because like for me that that occasion it, to me it's interpreted different to you, it's interpreted different for, for Tommy. To me that was God saying, "Look, you got too much on your fucking plate right now." Like you're down in the dumps. <laughs> shit shit ain't working out right now for you, you know. I'm not going to end this shit here. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and then that's where people will criticize or whatever. And they'll say, well, God kept you alive. Come on. Or, or what? The, he purposely didn't kill you because you know what I'm saying? But it's all open to your interpretation. And that's the good part of it. It's open to my relationship with him. I think he saved me because of that. That's, I don't care what you think. It's what I believe. And if you believe it, it's believing's one. <laughs> it's a crazy no. thing. 
they have no grounds to say that it wasn't any more than you have grounds to say that it was. Exactly. Like, we're all just interpreting the same. Yeah, thing. and it, when saying it isn't, or saying it, it it was, I'm believing in something. Saying it wasn't, it's just what what do you what it wasn't, and then what's your what's your evidence that it wasn't? Because my evidence no, is here that it, you know what I'm saying. So it's that was my biggest thing. I didn't really grow up with a with a religious background, so. Yeah, Tough no, me neither, dude. My my parent, I mean, my mom was like kind of religious. My dad went to church, but like they didn't push it on me. But like I was just like that. Like in yeah. Colorado, there's just in my area, it's a very blue area. There just wasn't that many, you know, religious people, much less that would vocalize it. You know, took the time to explain it. Yeah, Sam, would you, would you sit? Did you ever feel like you were pressured into it or pushed into it, or was it is it more of like a just like a part of who you are? It was just part of your growing up that's just how it is uh i think there was an expectation to go to mass every sunday there was an expectation that we'd say like grace before meals and like say a prayer together before bed and i think when things are pushed upon or encouraged like they kind of i feel like lose reverence because it's something that's expected versus like your choice, um, which is why I was saying like I truly felt God's love like for the first time when I chose it for myself in college. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, you know, I wasn't forced to to be in 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 the church. To be honest, I had no idea how I even ended up there. Like <laughs> God put you there. <laughs> hey, bro, you didn't just walk in, dude. Yeah, there's a reason. I just. I don't know. I've met some people and they, they're like, Hey, you know, do you want to join a Bible study? Or like, Hey, like, do you want to come to church with me? I'm like, I'm a freshman, you know, I'm like going out on Saturday. They're like, yeah, we have a 9 PM mass. I'm like, great. Let's do it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to go to bed, dude. What the hell? <laughs> I'm there. Uh, and then just joining the Bible study. And then we did like, you know, fun things like play basketball, just do, do things went bowling you know it's like doing fun things with people that just love god and like seeing their just genuine kindness and their their happiness and their willingness to just accept god's love that's like i was like well i've never seen that before i know like that's it. it's funny that you mentioned that yeah because that's exactly what happened to me like i was in Af afghanistan i think it was like 24 or 25 and like it was right during when coronavirus first happened so like late february of 2020 and we were supposed to go home like in a week and then they cancel all these supposed flights to. <laughs> yeah dude like wasn't no flight gotcha. going anywhere on earth bro yeah like it was ridiculous and so we're stuck there for god knows how long and this virus is killing everyone we thought like we didn't know anything about anything dude yeah. and my my friend was like hey i'm doing a bible study you want to come along and i was like i mean that's not really my thing dude but like I'm literally not doing anything else. Like, I already went to go to the gym. Literally. Like, look, literally, bro. Like, you're in Afghanistan. What are you going to do? Go out to the bar? Like, go hang out? In the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, go hang out? Like, where? You yeah, know? We hung out in the pool lounge, bro. We had a pool table there. Yeah, yeah. Man, but, I be like, I became a shooter, dude. But he had the team room reserved. <laughs> so I'm like, there's nowhere else for me to go. And I'm like, I'll just go in there with a blank slate, dude. Like, I'm not going to go in, like, wanting to believe, wanting to not believe. Like, I'm just going to go see what he says. And, like, he started talking. And I'm like, 
this makes sense. Like everything that he, <laughs> like I'm a very like, you know me, Trevor, I'm a very logical person. Yeah. That's just how my mind thinks. I'm not emotional really. Like I'm just, you know, here are the facts. Here's how I'm going to think about it. And he was talking. And I was like, you know, I don't disagree with what he's saying. And then like we had this group prayer at the end of it. And it was like crazy. Like I, I just felt it. Like you know what I'm talking about. Like you, you just feel it, you know. And I was like, maybe there's something up. Like maybe he's onto something. And then I just kind of kept going the whole time we we're there. I was like, dude, this is there. This, this is promising. Like there, there is some substance here. Like I felt like an idiot because I had like ignored, you know, God for so long. But I'm like, dude, I mean, at that point I was like 24, so I was like, I mean, what can you really time do? Than now. Yeah, what no time like the present, you yeah. know, like I'm I'm late to the party, but like I'm here now, you yeah. know. And like like That's... Sam said, open arms. Yeah. yeah, no, they were super accepting because I had told this guy, like, look, bro, I'd never gone to church. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't yeah. as much of an like an atheist, I'd say, as I was, you know, back in high school when I was like early twenties, you know. But I'm like, I don't buy it like I don't buy in any of this this stuff right now. Like this is it. It it was never really explained to me in like a good way by like yeah. an adult when I was an adult. I think that was like like when we were talking about abortion, dude. Like growing up in Colorado, it was like you were just for abortion. That was it. Like I never I was twenty five when I first heard the counter argument to why people don't like it. And I'm like, Oh okay, that, that makes sense to me. <laughs> like it just makes sense, dude. I'm like, dude, I feel like a fucking idiot. I'm like <laughs> I, I, I had gone, you know, 25 years of my life and I never heard the counter argument. So then I got to thinking like, what else do I, you know, think that I know? And it's just like, oh, I don't know that. I've just not heard the, the counter argument to what they're trying to say. So I don't even know where I was going with that, man. But like, shout out to God. Yeah. Dude, holding it down. That's all man. I can say. Extremely thankful for all the blessings we have, dude. Yeah. yeah there's no, there's no, there's no advantage from your upbringing. It's, you know. You could grow up with it all your life and absolutely hate it, you know, hate God and hate religion growing up like now, or you could not grow up with the faith and then find it. It works. You love it. You love God's love. And then you're religious as hell. You love to see it. <laughs> no, that's what we were talking about with our friends a few shows ago. It's like, how are we going to raise our kids? He's like, I'm about to start having kids soon. Oh. Trevor somewhere down the road. You probably, I'm sure. And I'm like, I don't want to be like the person that like forces my kids to go to church. Like in my eyes, I'd rather just live like live like I should be like, and, yeah, like live an honorable life. Like if if you are raised to where your dad like, you know, your dad is a man of like honor, right? Like you're not going to want to disappoint him. And let's like I'm not forcing anything on you. I'm just showing you kind of what right looks like. And I'm, I think that's a better way to kind of expose kids to that is just showing them what, what it can look like. And then the manure, they're, they're their dad. They're not actually going to gravitate towards you. And they'll just yeah. kind of see like, okay, he's not making me do these things, but he's doing it. And this is how he's living. Maybe there's something on it. Like maybe he's right. Yeah. Dude, raising kids is like, a bizarre thought <laughs> it's the craziest thought like it's the oh it's the God, ultimate dude. achievement too like for a male there's no better feeling than having your own kid and raising it that's the goal 
Well, because it's biological. That's yeah. how our species survive. Like, how, how but many thousands? It's the thousands most bizarre of... thing. Like, sure. like, Trevor, you ever think about that, dude? How many thousands of people had to have babies in order for you to be alive? Yeah, bro, we're moving. Thousands <laughs> we're on moving. thousands, bro. Like, it is remarkable. And no yep. one ever talks about that. And the like, other you're... one is oh, every person on earth has been born by a woman. And, like, it's such an I mean, easy thing. I just, I was like, holy shit, that's so true. Like, <laughs> I'm told men fuck? can give birth now, dude. I don't like, know if you're. I never, I never thought about that before. But yeah, with that though, I gotta, I gotta go here. It was a great episode, Sam. Um, I do want to do something new here, Sam. If you'd be open up to it. Um, normally we, I ask like, what do you say to the person down in the dumps? But you talked about prayer. You talked about all that. So if you'd be down to do a prayer online, I'd be down to it. Oh, Maybe, hell yeah. yeah. Listeners, close their eyes and shit. You know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be open. I'd be open to doing that. And I'll, I first want to thank Trevor and Kevin for letting me on the podcast. This is my first time on a podcast or anything like this. It's been a pretty awesome experience. I had no idea what to expect. Probably got a little deeper than I, you know, than maybe a first time pod, first time podcaster should have on the first first show. But uh, obviously, those experiences are important to me and. Uh, they hold true, like very close to my heart. So, if if that helps anyone on a podcast, you know, I'm super super glad to share that experience and be a little vulnerable with you today. Yeah, I, we it's, like it's important. That's that's the goal of it. You know, it's hard to uh, come up and say it, but if you get in a comfortable environment with uh, people you know, and I mean, questions are kind of just tossed your way, conversation starts rolling. You know. <laughs> and you just kind of get yeah. there. But pretty open. I'm a pretty open book. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. It's it's hard to do without someone like that, you know. So without you, it wasn't wasn't we couldn't get it done, you know. Yeah. So so without that, yeah. without further ado, though, if you don't mind, you want to lead All this. Right. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, dear Lord, we uh, thank you so much for allotting this time to be able to talk. Uh, about life, to talk about our challenges, um, to to put complete trust in you, that our that we'll be able to overcome our challenges, our everyday adversities, the things that get us down. Just know that, you know, no matter where you're at, no matter you know how far away, you know your mental space may may feel like. You know, God is ready to welcome you with open arms. God is ready to love you. God is ready to love you selflessly. And we just ask that, you know, no matter where you're at right now, you know, just trust that things will get better and and that success is coming. Um, in your name, oh Lord, amen. 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 The reason I did that is because you guys both shared your experience the first time you guys uh, prayed and actually felt it and I wanted to try it and Sam I felt it I know what you guys are talking about I had chills right? the whole time it's uh, crazy it dude like, if you haven't yeah no it, it really felt like uh someone who understood was talking and I like it was just it was weird man so thank you Sam uh <laughs> little chills in the back or what huh little chills in the back or what yeah man I mean yeah that was that was weird that was <laughs> yeah I got chills throughout throughout the whole body but Again, Sam, thank you so much. Thank you for being vulnerable with us and uh, with the people listening. It's important, yeah. and it's, it's very important to talk about because we are losing lives because of it, sadly. And if, if we could just open up 
a little more people day by day. Hopefully get some more stories out there and hopefully save some lives. So I appreciate you uh, giving us that opportunity, man. Yeah, love everything you guys stand for. The mind is definitely so complicated, so tricky. <laughs> yeah. And it's always being molded and it's always growing and, you know, just be patient with it, you know. Trust, yep. trust in the journey, man. Yeah. With that, though, man, thank you so much, Sam. You have a good one, big fella. Yeah.